Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros Podcast. Welcome, welcome. We are now at the end of week number 11. 77 days. Damn, it's been a while. Uh, as things stand, the sign of plans have not changed. So it's going to be another couple of weeks, four weeks to be exact, uh, before I'm allowed to go back home. Uh... some interesting developments this week uh practically nothing happened this week we didn't do much it's the end of the month we pretty much uh had uh, stayed on top of our pms planned maintenance and uh, we just had like scraps of things left here and there and uh, yeah the weather has just been awful all the way past cape town we've just been rolling and things have been falling over it's been a week and to cap that off we've had uh, we've we've been in that area where there's no internet or there's very like uh, crappy internet it's just that fringe area between madagascar and mauritius somewhere there uh, there's just been uh, you know little uh, snippets of internet here and there it connects and then it disconnects it goes away for a while and then next morning you come up uh, you wake up to a barrage of messages it's not the same and i had a look this morning uh, this afternoon sorry to see where we are we just going past mauritius to our port side so maybe in a couple of days it should get better we do have sporadic rainfall every now and then so that also affects the internet uh it's too bad because sometimes we have football on you can't catch up sometimes you're in the middle of a call you can't catch up or sometimes you just texting and you you, you just got silence and there's nothing and sometimes you want to upload something you want to record something and upload something just doesn't go So put your plans on hold a bit but it's the weather it's the internet what are you going to do can't uh, fight it can't do anything about it it's just greater greater forces in play yeah so anyway what did we do this week not much we oh yeah we had some uh, yearly maintenance on the uh, on the deck machinery and as always i don't know why and deck officers just just uh, hit me up and explain why this always happen why is the deck machinery always so badly corroded the oil is almost always mixed with water there's so much corrosion it's never covered it looks like it's going to fall apart any second and whenever that happens all you guys do is give us a call the capstan isn't working or the pilot ladder isn't working or the winch isn't working please have a look and that's it nobody even comes to attend to have a look at least like when next something happens next time what are we supposed to do what are we supposed to check and especially the young officers second mates and third mates they have i don't know why they have zero interest in deck maintenance they don't do it they don't get involved they just want to do their basic stuff and uh, yeah wait till their chief mates and by then i think it's too late a chief mate should know all these things at least the basic stuff you know like how do you at least check what's wrong and if you can't fix it then you come to an engineer and say all right Here's the problem. Can you give us a hand? But here is just like you just palm it off to us and don't even bother showing up. And then you, I, I, I realize like even when I'm explaining to the deck officers like what's actually going on, they have no idea what I'm talking about. It's just like a glazed stare on their eyes, and they're just like, okay, what do you want to do now? Do we order spares? Do we send some emails? What is the plan? They all that's all they need to know. If it's not going to work, it's not going to work. Anyway, so yeah, the capstans were full of oil. They were badly corroded. The drain plugs were rounded out. Uh, when we did manage to open the drain plugs, it was just mixed with water. It was just um, emulsion. It was milky. It was disgusting. I don't know why it was still being run. 
and apparently they're using it every maneuvering to pick up ropes and stuff so that's great and uh, yeah that's not bad for the machinery at all so great anyway managed to get that off some of the get this one of the vent uh, sorry the um, crankcase breather slash lube oil filling lines was just cracked and it was open to the to the atmosphere just open like a half inch hole just open to the sea and it's right next to the to the fish plate on on the main deck and that's it that's just like seawater of a giant free for all just seawater pouring into that damn thing and that 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 machinery had so much water it was really bad so that took us a full day to get uh, that going had to use stud extractors had to do a lot of drilling in these holes to get them out uh, and uh, yeah finally got done with that and then next you know there's a problem with the pilot ladder they said they when it lowers it lowers but it doesn't stop when they release the button so the ladder just keeps going so and then they have to press the hoist button and then it sort of clicks in place and then it stays there I had a look didn't see anything wrong with it can't tell really um this was due for maintenance and it was due for a survey in Tridoc it wasn't done even with the superintendent on board i don't know what the hell was going on this has just been like one of the worst Tridocs in i don't know shipping history or whatever anyway got that done and then uh, had some minor jobs in the engine room we've again started uh, pretty much finished everything just a few things left and uh, this we've come down to cleaning and painting whatever stuff has been left out till now we are planning an audit an external audit an ism isps audit in malaysia when we get there so have to be presentable have to look good and first impressions always matter in these cases it's good that we will be ready in time and we do have another week to prepare obviously with the month and stuff coming up is just more paperwork coming up next week nothing that interesting to be honest okay i want to talk about uh something i heard on a podcast it was a podcast by the guardian which i believe is a publication in the united kingdom they mentioned something about how ships are responsible for a lot of pollution and a lot of the problems that are uh, a part of our lives now say climate change and what not and they went on and on for about 17 to 20 minutes i can't even remember how long it was but most of it most of the information mentioned that in that episode was false and i don't know where they get their data from and they haven't they've clearly not spoken to an actual merchant sailor so i'm here to address the, the problem first thing they mentioned was the fuel quality yes it's not the best fuel available yes it's cheap yes it's burned by a couple of tons per hour some estimates say a ship burns more fuel an hour than a like like an ordinary car would burn in its entire lifetime yes that's true but the oil is purified before uh, it's injected into the engine it's not that we're burning uh, you know uh, bad fuel and we got smoke coming out uh, yes and the, i'm talking about international ocean faring ships not talking about ships which are coastal ships which are sometimes given a leave and i have witnessed cases where they have just been laxed uh, rules for these things the oil is purified on board it's heated up it's purified in centrifuges uh and then it's a, it's a constant process it's not like it's purified once the service tank spills over to the settling tank and the suction remains again 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 it flips through and through and the fuel is cleaned up so it's not like it's all entirely bad second thing ships have some of the strictest emission norms when it comes to uh, emission norms i would say i don't know anything about 
thermal power plants if they have anything like that if they have other power stations if they have some regulations when it comes to emissions but when it comes to ships it's very very strict in fact we have had cases where uh, governments have employed drones above the funnels of the ships to sense and monitor their exhaust and measure the ppm the particulate matters of uh, sulfur dioxide nitrogen dioxide in their exhaust and to check if they are in compliance some countries like europe and uh, usa for instance have really strict emission norms you cannot burn bad quality fuel in these areas they have been identified they're universally known you have to change over your fuel to a compliant fuel and then still you have to maintain your emission compliance some ships have installed scrubbers to take care of this uh, uh particulate matter and all these other things that in itself in my opinion is not a solution because it turns one kind of pollution into another kind of pollution which is just it just defeats the purpose and i really don't like it uh the other thing they mentioned was that ships routinely throw garbage in the ocean they pump oil they discharge god knows what else into the water that is not true at all shipping companies and every single ship has such strict uh policies when it comes to this stuff we have something known as an oily water separator on board which is the only way you can pump out oily water overboard and then that too pumps only at 15 ppm anything higher than that the the discharge valve by uh, you know bypasses and puts it back into the tank you cannot pump more than 15 ppm oil and that's always that's also on a uh while you're underway you, you can't do it when you're standing still and you have to have certain minimum speed and certain rate of discharge so that's that's totally false and then the other thing about garbage you can't do it there's just in fact my company has a zero dumping policy you can't throw anything overboard no plastic no no uh dunnage ropes wood uh whatever food waste yes that's all right because it gets consumed why not and uh yeah i i don't know why they have this thing and i remember distinctly in one port uh, i think i was in malaysia and i was on the jetty and we was helping picking up uh, to pick up these stores which had come for the ship and while the ship had such strict regulation this one stevedore had a plate you know these uh, plastic trays of food i believe it was rice and fish or something he just finished his lunch threw his fork inside this tray came over to the ship side and just threw it in the water in the port waters and there's no regulation for that and that's my point like industries on land can pump whatever chemicals if you go to my city the yamuna is covered with chemicals and it's just got that white foamy froth in some corners it smells like hell and there's no regulation for them they've given uh, i don't know they've given incentives they've given uh, you know lax regulation nobody steps up but when it comes to ships the regulations are really really strict i remember this one time we were this was years ago and it's just come to me i wasn't planning on talking about this uh we were somewhere in the north sea and we were hailed by the Rotterdam coast guard apparently they had a plane they had a helicopter in the air and this was night time and they sensed oil in the water and we was we were going right through it so they suspected us of dumping oil in the water and this was at night they used fluorescence of oil to you know capture i don't know what technology what uh, infrared or probably not infrared some ultraviolet thing they've got going on because oil does dissipate uh, scatter light so they picked that up and when we reached port in bremerhaven which was the next morning we were boarded by port police and we they asked us to open up pipes they took samples from our oily water separator from our pipes the overboard discharges 
they took samples from everything you can think of and it wasn't us it was some other ship that had gone before us that had pumped oil but that's my point they're so strict you can't you can't bypass these things and yes there have been instances of people using uh, what is called a magic pipe they install a uh, uh, what do you call it um, a line which shouldn't be there and just directly pump oil overboard but instances where they these people have been caught have been uh, they've been they've been dealt with severely there's a lot of jail time the million dollar fines the careers over the company has to pay up there's insurance and there's a whole lot of stuff that gets involved so i don't know why shipping has such a bad bad reputation the other thing is i remember there was a post on this uh, instagram uh, page of sea piracy and i mean these guys are doing some fantastic work i mean i really admire them but there was a post about how there have been so many instances of uh, ships colliding with whales and they have ended up like killing them because of the collisions and one of the post uh, one of the comments on the post was why do we have so many cargo ships we don't need so many cargo ships we can just put them and we can stop them and we don't need it and tell them to stop running and whatever and i'm like we are we are a cargo ship we are shipping stuff you guys order if you guys stop ordering stuff we won't have stuff to carry and automatically the number of ships are going to reduce if you drive sensibly if you have an electric car for instance if you reduce your energy consumption we will not be transporting that much oil to countries we will not be transporting 4500 containers full of i don't know iphones t-shirts plasma tvs playstations whatever washing machines i don't know what's in there frozen f- uh, fish tuna if you want such a uh seafood fanatic living in an inland city and your seafood was coming from i don't know china or east africa or wherever and the s- frozen container has been shipped all the way from some port all the way up to your city and then it's delivered to you on your plate we would have nothing to carry and that's the problem it's not that the ships are at fault we are carrying whatever people are ordering and as long as there's their orders there will be cargo and then there will be ships carrying them as long as the amount of stuff being ordered increases the number of ships are going to increase the tonnage is going to increase and that's that's it it doesn't i mean ships are not going to run empty i mean this talk about the 2008 recession where uh, things obviously everybody knows about it i think it was 37% of the world's tonnage was was grounded was just anchored A lot of ships in my company were at anchor. I remember I was a fresh cadet and I was waiting at home for a ship, but there were no ships because they were just anchored, and we were just sitting at home wondering what's going to happen to us. And that's my point because the, the cargo stopped. People stopped buying stuff, and that's when the ships stopped. The ships stopped moving. So when you stop buying stuff, the trade will slow down, and then the number of ships will go down, and then the number of collisions will go down, and then that's the thing. You cannot see a whale coming and yes you have company now has a procedure by the way for uh, reducing your speed in certain whale sensitive areas south of africa uh, near gibraltar somewhere there uh, but that's it if you see you can't spot a whale from up there on the bridge you can't and then even if you do what do you do do you get out of the way you hope the whale realizes something's up and turns around because it's easier for a whale to turn than for a ship to turn i would say and yes you, these instances are very few but then again that's the bad stuff that makes the news it's always the bad stuff 
97% of the world's trade moves through ships and is responsible for like 3% of the world's entire pollution. 3% and that's 97%. Chances are the list, this, the, uh, the device you're listening to on this, your phone, your earphones, uh, or if it's your laptop or if it's your TV or if it's whatever you're listening to this on, chances are it came to you on a ship unless it was manufactured in your country. Chances are very strong chances that it was pretty much it was built probably in Korea if it was a Sony Bravia or whatever, Samsung TV. And it was shipped to you on a ship. Aeroplanes can't carry stuff like that. You can't. You can't mass carry aeroplanes. There's a, there's a term. Uh, grams of CO2 released per nautical mile per ton of cargo moved. And for a ship, that's let's say a nautical mile and for a plane that's as much emission as the runway that it covers to take off that's it that's the equivalent amount grams of co2 release per nautical mile per ton of cargo that's the one that's that's the equivalence and again planes you can't carry a lot of stuff like we are a 64000 ton ship and uh, we can carry a lot in one voyage there are the bigger ships there Ships that go up to 200,000 tons, the massive 164,000 tons for my last ship, I think, if I'm not wrong. But that's my point. Shipping has a bad reputation. And I know I criticize sailing a lot, and I know I say a lot of bad things about life at sea, and I know I crib a lot, but that's just me. And had it not been for sailing, sailing has been around for a while. And then again, had we stuck to sailing ships, they were perfectly fine. Yes, you would have instances of pollution. Yes, you would have uh, whale oil spills and you would have shipwrecks and the conditions were bad and the ships was un were unsafe. But that's the thing. People wanted more and they wanted it right now. That's when we switched to engines. That's when we shifted to steam engines and gas engines and whatever engines. And that's the thing. Now, That's this is where we are now. Where... And here's the thing, like in the pandemic, the price per container has shot up so much that it used to be the norm to go slow steaming on these ships where you burn less fuel per nautical mile and you conserve your uh, you know, fuel reserves and you burn less fuel basically and you go at minimum speed. But now since the revenue is so high because people at home were just sitting at home in the pandemic and ordering stuff, one thing after the other, just madness. The, f the rate shot up since the fuel consumption dropped, the fuel prices dropped. And then the tariff rose up because containers were stranded in ports in America and wherever. And there, was, there were no containers. So the tariff per container shot up. And then we increased our speeds because the revenue was so good. And the companies have made a fortune. They've made so much money. They've made record profits in the, in the pandemic. It's ridiculous how much money they've made each quarter. Since 2020, it's my company at least has shot up their revenue every single quarter by a lot. Projections, they're beating their previous best numbers ever recorded. That's just the amount of money they've made. So, yes, I get that shipping has a bad reputation, but look on, look at land. Look at the consumption that goes on in every single household. Look at the number of cars every single household has. Look at the thermal power plants the coal and whatever stuff we are burning. Look at the regulations which are laxed for industries, leather industries, uh, tanning industries, uh, clothing industries, whatever. Look at what, what goes on there. And shipping is really, really regulated. It is very regulated. You cannot bypass stuff. Anyway, that was my rant. I think it went on for a while. Anyway, once I get going, I get going, I guess. Ooh, already about 20 minutes in. 
uh, we do have a bingo night and it starts in another 10 minutes. I'm going to keep this one a little bit quick. We did have a listener question, which I thought was very, very interesting and I wanted to cover it. Uh, so the question was, and again, thank you, dear listener, for asking this question. It means a lot when you do reach out, and uh, I'm, I'm always happy to answer questions. So if you have a question in mind, just throw it my way, and I'll do my best to answer it. At least you'll get my version of the answer. So here it is. The question is, and I wrote this down so I get the, the wording right. It says, how do you cope with these scenarios where you come back on land and in social circles, the common conversations don't make sense to you? And can there be scenarios where social awkwardness happens? I can't even begin to tell you how many times that has happened. Again, I am somebody, I don't really uh, stay updated with what's happening with the world and what's trending and what's the big deal in social media, apparently. Um, I so When I come back and when I hang out with friends or friends of friends or with my brother's friends or whatever, Sometimes there are conversations where I have no idea what's going on and I do feel a bit awkward. Um, I don't quite follow what's going on and then it ends up being a thing where there's a group and there's a discussion going on because everyone's got an opinion and I'm just sitting there in a corner like a wall on the fly and I have no nothing to contribute. I got nothing to say. And then just to include me, they do ask me questions about life at sea and it's the basic stuff. Where did you go? Did you get seasick? Uh, basic stuff and the standard five questions I think I covered in a previous episode but that's it it does get a bit socially awkward but that's that's just me some people do like to stay updated and I have a friend who has a more vibrant social life than some of the friends who are on land like when he comes when he stops sailing he's he packs a bag gets a visa goes wherever the hell like right now I've, I've been following his stories his he went from where was he? He was in Ireland, then he went to US, he went to New York, then he went to Toronto. Now he's on his way to, God knows where, Slovakia was it? Somewhere in the middle, he was in Slovakia, I think as well. That's what he does. He has so much time and he has such a vibrant life and he's got friends all over the place. He crashes with them, he parties with them, he's drinking all the time. It's it's a great life. He's He's more social than anybody I know, at least, in this profession or otherwise. But anyway, coming back to the point, it... It depends on how you how you deal with it. You either let it affect you or you realize it's it's not worth it. Like I remember this one time I came back home and suddenly BTS were all the rage. And I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And I downloaded a few BTS songs and I heard them and I realized it's, they're okay. They're not, they're not like women screaming at the top of their lungs good in terms of music yes they have they put on good performances yes they are trendy looking dudes sure but their music is strictly average and this coming from the boy band generation of the 90s i don't say i don't think they're at par with some of the big guns they're okay they have a few good numbers i won't deny uh i do like fake love it's all right uh, but yeah, it's and I, I can't, and that's the other thing. Like people on land, they're so involved in these instances and these scenarios which happen. They're so involved that they tend to get absorbed by even the most trivial things. You know, like they're so invested in for some reason. They're so invested in politics and they're so deeply offended by something somebody said. And I'm like, and this is again like this is something I touched upon a few episodes ago. Like you learn to realize what's important and what's not. You learn to distance yourself from the trivial and what doesn't really affect you because if you don't you you just you just depressed all the time so then again it depends if it is something worth pursuing you can obviously follow it up you can read up about it 
there are days when the internet is decent it lets you do that but if you're not up for it if you don't want to do it then it's fine and i don't let it affect me to be honest and i am so used to not being a part of the conversation i am in any way a good listener i do like to talk as you can probably tell i've been rambling on for 24 minutes now but i do like to listen and then it gives me a unique opinion that, all right this is what people are talking about these days and this is what is important to them and then i look into it and then i realize if it's actually worth my time or not worth my time social awkwardness yes it does happen for instance i have no i have nothing relatable to add about the pandemic and the lockdowns everybody suffered the lockdowns together i have nothing to add because yes i was stuck on a ship but life is pretty much the same all i could all the only thing that was different was i wasn't getting flights back home that's also the case now i could fly back home next week but they won't let me uh whatever reason that is but the lockdowns were brand new people suffered together they were there for each other and they endured together but we have nothing to add there's nothing relatable to it so you miss out on those instances and then you kind of become that distant orbiter of your group where you're just in the periphery but you're not part of the main group anymore people sort of include you in conversations but when you do start speaking you don't have much to add and realize and they realize that you're you not you know abreast with what's what's uh, really going on but that's just me i i don't bother with stuff which is not directly affecting me right now i don't bother but people are uh people do keep in touch and they do have things to add and then they when you're home they try again to keep up with stuff and they keep up with the social circles and they make an effort to meet and they take trips and they go there and they go this and they do that they go to music festivals i don't do any of this shit i just stay home and do online courses that's just me so i in the end i think it it depends if it if you let it affect you you can better get affected by it but if you choose to not let it affect you that's also an option that's entirely up to you it could be socially awkward yes but again it's in your hands if you let it be awkward it will be awkward and if you can get past it if you can breeze past it then nothing like it the choice is yours i would say anyway i hope that answers your question dear listener but again this is just my version i'm sure if you ask some other people they will tell you other versions of this answer if you ha- if you are a sailor and you have another answer for this question hit me up on my instagram or you can go to our website to the two bros podcast.wordpress.com put an answer there let me know what you think and uh, if i like your answer or if there is any answer i will add it to my next episode and i will mention it so thank you for your question and keep them coming and if you have a few minutes or a few seconds to spare go to that link go to that uh, go to our podcast page on the podcast app that you're using give us a rating it just takes 2 seconds just click some stars that's all good that's all there is to it really puts us on the map puts our message out there all righty we are 27 minutes in and i'll keep it short the internet is still not good enough and bingo night starts in 3 minutes i like my chances today for some reason let's see if i win something ready i will catch you on the next one see ya